Motherhood Incorporated proudly presents Military Mom Talk Radio live on toginet.com. Co-hosted by Robin Boyd and Sandra Beck, the owner of Motherhood Incorporated. Military Mom Talk Radio is here with a powerful platform for women to discuss their ideas, issues, and concerns with respect to the military lifestyle. Military Mom Talk Radio encourages you to share your experiences of being a military wife and mother. This show is dedicated to educating your family about the many resources that are available in both the public and private sector. And we'll be sharing helpful information from women all over the world. We'll cover everything military from helping a family member cope with post-traumatic stress disorder to navigating government programs dealing with family issues to the struggles of deployment along with being a working mother both in and out of the home. This is Military Mom Talk Radio and here are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Military Moms, this is Robin Boyd and Sandra back with you today. We're just getting Sandra connected here. And uh, it's a gorgeous day out here in the uh, in the East Coast. And I'm hoping that some of the heat has subsided a little bit on the West Coast. It's been hot out there. Um, and that's really hard when you've got kids going, going back to school and doing all of the sports. I know uh, we'll talk to Sandra in a minute to see if... Uh, if she uh how her kids are doing in the uh in her sport in their sports we've got some uh great information for you today and i um i hope you will enjoy meeting our first guest which is jack marcellus he is the founder and chief operating officer of the Focus Academy, which is a learning center in Moorestown, New Jersey. We're going to learn a little bit more about what the Focus Academy is and all about it. And then later on in the show, we're going to welcome our good friend, Dr. Jody Bramer, um, licensed and family therapist who has been with us many, many times. And she always brings such wonderful things. Oh my goodness, it sounds like we may have Sandra. I am better late than never I don't know I was sitting here trying to figure it out and it um (laughs) oh my gosh it's just that kind of day I love it I love it Well, I just said hello to everybody, and I told them that we've got two wonderful guests coming up. Um, It's been a busy week for everybody, and what I was saying was I hope the heat has subsided out there for you. Oh, it's wonderful, and I have been – like, the heat has gone down, but me, I'm on fire because it's that – time of the year that I'm getting geared up because Operation Gratitude is getting ready, you know, to send out their holiday boxes. So my work for them starts in September, October, so we can get everything over there by November. So the call is out for uh, scarves and handwritten letters. And I just, just before this uh, radio show, Rob, I was working with the Boy Scouts to do a letter writing campaign to include their letters in the Operation Gratitude boxes. Wonderful, wonderful. Do you have a schedule for Operation Gratitude as far as when their assemblies are, their their big assembly dates? I do. If you're in uh, the Los Angeles area, the assembly is done over at the um, over at the Armory, and they're they're calling right now for um, uh, for Halloween candy. I know that sounds funny, but when I put the yeah. boxes together, we put lots of Halloween candy in there, and it's a great way to get rid of your Halloween candy if you don't want your kids like rotting their teeth. We'll just rot our servicemen <laughs> and women's teeth. Um, 
And I'm trying to pull up on their website their uh, volunteer list. But if you go to OperationGratitude.com, we're at 1.129152 million care packages, which is Mm. really exciting. Um, But I'm trying to find their volunteer schedule, um, but it's, uh, it's not coming up. So my apologies for that. Yeah, yeah, that's, well, um, and what's their website, Sandra? Because we want people to go there no matter what their um, involvement would be. Oh, here we go. It's operationgratitude.com. The schedule just uh, just loaded. Um, some of the assembly is going to be done uh, Saturday, October 25th. Then we're going to assemble again Saturday, November 8th. And mm-hmm. then we start uh, Sunday, November 16th to do the um, things or until it's finished. It ends at two. But um, and then there's going to be a cleanup, you know, where we just figure out what's left for the boxes on December 13th. Mm-hmm. So uh, last year, I know we had people who flew in from around the country that made a trip to California, went to Legoland and SeaWorld and Universal mm-hmm. Studios and then participated in the 2014 assembly schedule. So that's a really cool way to honor you know a brother or a sister who's a service member and have a great trip to california and get to meet me (laughs) (laughs) yay (laughs) so december 13th would probably be a good target date for people um the last final um arrival of goods to be included in the packages yeah, and you know what? It's okay to send it late because what happens is we get an awful lot of people who submit, you know, in December for packages mm-hmm. for December. So the packages, you know, continue to go out after the first of the year because there's just oh, such sure. a huge demand. And um, we get donations that come in. You know, people, it's funny, people, you know, I'm working on my Toys for Tots campaign as well, and mm-hmm. I'm getting, I, I ask for donations in September and August, mm-hmm. and people are like, are you kidding me for Christmas? Mm-hmm. Oh, of course. Um, Right. But the fact of the matter is you've got, you know, we have to get all this stuff together, sorted and tagged. Or in the case of Operation Gratitude, we have to get it all vetted, checked and 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 delivered to a facility to be assembled. And the same thing Mm -hmm. for Toys for Tots. Do I have a minute to talk about Toys for Tots? Uh, Yes, you do. (laughs) I'm blabbing away. I feel like I'm on speed over here. I've had like nine cups of coffee to get through. It's only 12 o'clock. Yeah. The thing with Toys for Tots, um, it's a great opportunity for all the moms out there listening to take their overages from birthday parties. If your kids aren't going to play with it, if you know they're not going to like it or play with it once and it'll end up in the closet, uh, it's a great opportunity for you to bag this stuff up, put them away, and then, you know, donate them to Toys for Tots. You can get a receipt, Mm -hmm. too, for your taxes for this. Um, The earlier you get this stuff in the better for a couple reasons. Number one, all toys for Toys for Tots have to be checked because people put stupid things in toys. I just, mm-hmm. I, the stuff I've seen over the past 22 years is just insane. There are crackpots out there that put inappropriate things in kids' toys. So mm-hmm. every single toy has to be checked. Every single toy has to be recorded and re- and a, a, a it's recorded in a system. So, and it gets a dollar value, a description, if it's male or female, you know, what age level. So there's a lot of accounting that has to go on. Mm. Then the next thing that has to happen is this toy has to go to a receiving facility, which means it is sent to a facility where volunteers now turn around and wrap this toy and put a sticker on it that says, you know, male eight to 10 years old or female six to, you know, seven years Mm -hmm. old. Mm -hmm. 
then <laughs> we have more volunteers that take their list. And this is like where you get to play Santa Claus. You take your big sack and you have a list of maybe 25 or 30 uh, items that are going to go to a specific location, whether it's a group home, a foster care agency, a uh, um, uh, you know, a special needs group or a church or a hospital, you know, all these people submit their lists. So we've got to take all those items then and fulfill this list, bag it up and then get it ready for delivery. So all this stuff, this logistic stuff takes time. Yeah. And the thing about toys and every parent who's out there listening knows this, Robin, you, you know, it as well as I do. Mm-hmm. If teenage mutant Ninja turtles is hot this year, what does it say to a kid who gets that next year? You know, right. they know right. it's an old toy or they know yeah. it's an, you know, off market. And so the whole point of Toys for Tots is to let a child know that he or she is thought of. And for those of you listening out there who don't get Toys for Tots and don't understand the power of one of these toys, I want to say a quick little story about a little girl that I brought a bracelet for, and it said Fearless on it. And this was a little girl I had seen come through the foster care things for the last 11 years. And I said, you know what? I want this little girl to have something from me. So I pulled her name off the list, and I said to the guys, look, let me get this for her. I bought her a little bracelet. It's made of, like, fabric, and it has the word Fearless on it. And this little kid goes into a school district that I'm familiar with. And one of the teachers called me and said, Hey, Miss Sandra, because that's how they all refer to me. Do you know that little girl that you gave the bracelet to? Where is it every day? Wow. She's 11 years old and she wears this little bracelet that says fearless on it. And I put a little note in there that I said, I need you to be fearless in doing your homework, fearless in making good choices because she's bounced around through foster care. Mm -hmm. And the teacher recognized my name on the little note because she put it in her notebook Mm -hmm. and he saw it. Isn't that amazing? I think so many times we get very caught up in the the process that we don't realize the power of the end result. And it's really good for anything that you do in any kind of volunteering or or support role to stop and look at the end result because that's only going to fuel you um, in perpetuating the good that that is there to happen. That's wonderful, Sandra. So we need to make sure that everybody contacts you for more information about Toys for Tots. Well, yeah, because, you know, what seems like a junky little gift that you pick up in Rite Aid or CVS or, you know, Mm -hmm. Walmart for five bucks, you just go, oh, well, this is nice and I feel good about it. But what people don't realize is the huge impact that you make with this one little toy. And, And the other thing, Rob, is you can never go wrong sending a basketball, a soccer ball, a football. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. These things, not only do they affect the little guy who plays with them or the little gal who plays with them, but I see these things in use in group homes, kids after kids. I see them at the Exceptional Children's Foundation, all these different Mm -hmm. groups. When a soccer ball comes, you know, you now get to impact the lives of Mm -hmm. 10 kids, not just two. It's fantastic. You know, before we go to break, Sandra, I wanted to let everybody know that there is a pampering for military service members, spouses, and girlfriends coming up in Lacey, Washington. It's on October 5th. Um, and there's all kinds of uh, things for this particular event. And we want to send people to the South Sound Military and Communities Partnership. That is JBLM-Growth 
Um, there's also some things going on in Virginia. Um, there is a Military Appreciation Day at the Virginia Zoo coming up on October 12th. We would want everybody to go visit the USO website, which is USOHRCV. Dot com. Um, a, a wonderful event down there at the Virginia Zoo. And who doesn't like to go to the zoo? <laughs> I mean, the zoo is just the most marvelous place to be at any age. Coming up after the break, we want to introduce you to Jack Marcellus. He's the founder and chief operating officer of the Focus Academy Learning Center in Moorestown, New Jersey. Jack trained directly under the internationally renowned behavioral psychologist, Dr. Robert Meeker, where he earned his advanced structure of Intellect Trainers Certificate. The structure of intellect is a theory of human intelligence, and we're going to find out how that applies to learning at any age when we come back. Stay tuned. We'll be right back on Military Mom Talk Radio. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. Have you ever wondered if you're normal? Or why you feel distant from your partner? Then join us for Sex Talk with Lou with your host, Lou Paget on TogiNet Wednesday nights, 9, 8 central. Do you want to recreate a truly connected relationship or wonder, how do I tell my kids about things? Join Lou Paget, one of the world's best-selling authors in the field of sexuality, a certified sex educator and sought-after expert for all media and her renowned expert guests as they discuss anything and everything about sex that impacts our lives and our families' lives. For more on Lou, check out her website, loupaget.com. This is the show where the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health can finally give you the answer to that question. Join us for Sex Talk with Lou with your host, Lou Paget, Wednesday nights at 9, 8 central on toginet.com. If you could live your life truly standing in a place of peace, joy, and abundance, wouldn't that make your heart soar? Now you can with Lessons in Joyful Living with your host, Kimberly Rinaldi, Mondays at noon central. Kimberly Rinaldi, having created a highly successful coaching practice, now teaches lessons in joyful living. She believes in empowering others and that through it, you have the ability to break through any and all barriers, thus allowing you to reach your greatest potential and joyfully step into your life's purpose. What used to take weeks, months, or even years, she can now teach you in a matter of hours with her programs. For more on Kim and her show, go to her website, KimberlyRinaldi.com. That's R-I-N-A-L-D-I dot com. Then join us for Lessons in Joyful Living with your host, Kimberly Rinaldi. We'll put a boot in your ass. It's the American way. Help the sound. Put your name at the top of his list. And a statue of liberty started shaking. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio, 
Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd, and I just wanted to give, before Rob introduces our next guest, I'd like to give you that information of where to find your Toys for Tots uh, delivery system. You can go to toysfortots.org. They will be able to tell you uh, where to drop off toys, and one of the fun things that I do every year is I do a holiday party potluck, and I ask everybody to bring their toys from the year that they've collected either through birthday parties, Christmases, things your kids hate. Uh, it's a great place to, <laughs> to put them. I can't tell you how many of those gifts that the mom was like, I went, I got this on sale, I didn't have the receipt, my kid opened it and hated it, and we're like, well, here you go, because one man's trash is another man's treasure. I love it. <laughs> yep. And operationgratitude.org. Oh, All right, Rob, so you go Perfect. ahead and Perfect. I'm very (laughs) intrigued to meet Jack Marcellus. He, as I said, is the founder and chief operating officer of the Focus Academy. And I'm very anxious to not only welcome you, Jack, but also ask you, you uh, were a VP in a publishing group and did a lot of sports journalism. And I'd love to know how you transitioned from sports journalism to focusing on an individual's learning abilities. Oh, uh, first of all, and thank you for uh, allowing me to come on with you. I appreciate it. It was a, it was an interesting transition. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. How did that come about? Well, uh, my godson was actually. There's a short video that the guys, some of my friends from NFL Films, did for me on my website. It's thefocusacademy.com, and it really explains the whole story. Uh, my godson was misdiagnosed with ADD, and uh, I really didn't know a lot about it but I had noticed uh, some differences in him. And we're all baseball guys. My son, both, both my sons and I, we all love baseball. We're all baseball guys. And he was getting to be around Little League age. And uh, we were in the yard, and I was asking him about if he was going to play Little League. And I flipped the ball to him, and I gasped, at, and like in horror, as the ball sailed right by his head. Neither one of his eyes had the ability to track the ball. The ball sailed right by his head. And uh, I didn't really know what that meant, as I explained in the video. But I, I was just scared. I thought, oh, my God, what if, what if I had thrown it right at his head? He, mm-hmm. he didn't even have the ability to track it, as we would assume most kids would. Um, well, I, I was lucky enough, I was very fortunate to meet a doctor by the name of Robert Meeker. He's from Oregon, but he and his wife were educational icons at USC. And I began to learn a lot about the eyes and the impact that the eyes can have on, on learning. And it's really the muscular development of the eyes, not so much... I test and, and screen a lot of kids who have 20-20 vision, but mm-hmm. they don't have control of their eyes. Their muscles of their eyes are totally misdeveloped, largely from watching way too much TV and playing way too many hours of video games. Hmm. You know, that's interesting that you say that uh, because I noticed, and you know, and I, I, I love that you're, you're – anecdotal story is from somebody without, you know, a million advanced degrees and, and, you know, this type of thing, because there was part of you that just said some simple thing is wrong. I know when my little guy, my oldest son was about two or three years old, I noticed I couldn't roll him in a ball. Like, not that you want to roll a kid in a ball, but I couldn't bend him. Like he was not flexing properly and all the, you know, I would ask people and I'd ask a few doctors like, ah, no, it's okay. It's okay. Well, come later to find out when he's 
started school, there were some issues that we could correct with, you know, certain things. And it was that instinct, you know, like a mom's instinct or your instinct working with athletes going, wow, gee, his eyes didn't track the ball at all. Mm -hmm. So I just want to note to our military listeners that your intuition, when you see something like this, that's enough for you to start pursuing it. Don't you think so, Rob? Absolutely. Um, and how did you pers- pursue what you were seeing, um, Mr. Marcellus, as far as with your your godson? What did you do? Well, I was very fortunate. I got very, very lucky. It would have been like uh, you or Robin calling up Microsoft with a problem with your computer and having Bill Gates answer the phone. I, I called. <laughs> I did some investigation. I did some research. And I happened to call out to Oregon one evening. And um, I got into a conversation with an older gentleman on the telephone after having read all about Dr. Meeker and knowing what an internationally renowned behavioral psychologist he is, an educational icon. He's really a a genius. Um, So I'm I'm rattling on about my godson's problems, and he's explaining to me a a reading program that he had created called LOCAN for kids who are really Uh non-readers. They really can't close on letters. So LOCAN is sort of like... It's not Chinese, but it's it's glyphs. So they're they're actually decoding glyphs that they've seen. He created a, a short little language so they could start to learn and decode properly, which is what reading is, without getting all tangled up in all the ambiguities of the English language. So at the end of the conversation, he says, "Wow, you really sound like a passionate young guy. Um, perhaps would make an exception, and I'd, I'd offer to train you in this if you're interested." And I said, uh, "Wow, that's fantastic. I, I was talking so much about my guts, I didn't catch your name." Who should I address that letter to to remind you of this conversation, which is what he asked. And he said, well, he paused for a second. He said, well, my name is Dr. Robert Meeker. And I almost fell on the floor. Wow. I was was talking to this guy. And I said, oh, my God. So he's just such a wonderful man. He invited me out to Oregon. I've been out there several times. I trained with him and tried to always rub my arm against his arm in hopes that (laughs) some of that knowledge will somehow rub off on me. But it's been a wonderful wonderful eight years of... um, of really helping a lot of kids never have to have these dangerous medications introduced to their their to their bodies because uh, it's not a good thing. It should be our last resort and not the thing that we're jumping to first because um, they have some very serious negative side effects. What a fascinating story! But and and I'm really interested now in learning a little bit more about the structure of intellect because intellect we often think is just brain power, but you're talking about some kind of physical or coordination issue. How does structure of intellect come into play? Well, they're very acutely tied together. So for years, they worked on the cognitive abilities. And Mary Meeker was really a magnet for researchers. She was a graduate student at USC, and she worked under a very famous psychologist named J.P. Guilford, who was starting to begin he had the theory of structure of intellect, and it was that we had all these different abilities, and they were sort of staggered and structured, and, and he started to break down how the brain handles all those things. So really, the tagline is building the abilities to learn, really the context, understanding the context first before we start heaping content on kids, right? Because we're expecting that, let's just say you like to use sports analogies, so let's just imagine that your young child is starting at the goal line, and as he's going up the sideline, he's got a bucket in his hand, and we'll call the bucket his memory. He's got a big bucket, and all the teachers are pouring knowledge into his bucket as he goes up the sideline. He's at the 5, the 10, the 15, and he's going and going. And we're assuming that by the time he gets to the other goal line, 
which we'll call maybe the end of the school year and final exams, that he's collected all that information and he's ready to retrieve it and give it back on a test. Well, if any of these perceptual abilities, either cognitive or physical, are lacking, and many of them are, believe me, then he has what we would call maybe little pinholes in his bucket. And a lot mm-hmm. of that knowledge is slipping out along the way. So let's just say that maybe he's lucky and he has 65% of it still in his bucket. Well, even if he remembers 100% of what he's got, the best he can hope for is a 65. Yeah. Yeah. So really, it's a lot of, it, there's a lot of nuances to it. But I, I can guarantee you that if we're operating under the assumption that every boy and girl who walks in a classroom can see and hear the information as, as it's being presented, we're starting out with flawed information because many of them cannot. Hmm. On the other side of the break, we're going to have a break in about three minutes. Um, I want to talk more about the specifics of the program. But in before we go, what are the advantages to this kind of approach? I'm sure you're looking at strengths versus challenges or identifying a person's strengths um, probably for a number of reasons and then being more able to face the challenges that one has. Is that correct? Surely, but I mean, largely, let's think about it for a second. Their self-confidence, their self-esteem is so attacked. Uh, if, if let's just say that you're asked to stand and read in front of your peers mm-hmm. and you can't do it well, your eyes are jumping all over the page, well, you may sound like you're a total idiot, like you just can't do it. Like you're, And the teacher may think you're out in left field and the kids might make fun of you. You're stuttering and stammering, not because you're stupid, but because you can't maintain contact and glide easily across the lines of type like the other students can. So sure. as, as the student gets older and the workload doubles and doubles again, there's only two choices to make. One is I disconnect and say this information is over my head, or the, or the other says I'll reread it. And then we're talking mm-hmm. about really not efficient, not being efficient, and you just don't have enough hours in the day to get all the work done. Right. Right. It's fascinating. Um, and I, I do want to get more into this theory because um, I think as a supplement or as a method or as just a means of helping your students get through uh, whatever challenges they have or as adults, because there are times when all of a sudden we're realizing, whoa, we're, we're a little behind the mark in one area. Maybe uh, you're having to interface with an awful lot of engineers and you feel like you're not able to totally keep up with them um, or at least be able to relate what they're saying to whatever um, you have to transcend it to. Um, I think learning is at any age, and do if, if I'm not mistaken, your program is certainly uh, – flexible to any age is that correct yes it is one of the it's a both a blessing and a curse at the same time right because it's it spans the entire continuum of education so i have to zone in on i can't do everything so i have to zone in on well what do i feel as though is the most urgent and to me it's catching those kids as early as possible especially in that transition time from elementary into middle where now they're being tested uh they're either feeling confident about entering high school or not uh, mm-hmm. And that's a very important time because they're they're coming to a fork in the road, and now the clock is ticking, and they're starting to keep track of their grades for college and things. And kids are being trampled, really, and thinking that they're less than everybody else. And that's not really a good way to go through school. Like I say on my video, it should be sure. the happiest times of their life. 
Absolutely. So much stress, and we want to make sure that we have resources for all of our families. We're speaking with Jack Marcellus, founder and chief operating officer of the Focus Academy. We'll have more from Jack after this break. Stay tuned. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right here. It's baby and toddler instructions with Blythe Lippman on toginet.com. Infant care specialist Blythe Lippman has worked with babies for over 20 years and works extensively with new parents providing workshops, in-home visits, tips, and daily phone calls to ease those frazzled nerves. With baby and toddler instructions, you can get the advice you need on how to survive and enjoy your baby's first year. For more information on Blythe and how she can help you, go to babyinstructions.com. From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more, it's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. Hey kids, do you think you're creative? Do you want to be? Don't have enough time for your arts, crafts, and hobbies? Or do you just need a kick in the pants? Hi, I'm Mark Lipinski, the host of Creative Mojo with Mark Lipinski, right here on TogiNet Radio. Come on and join me every Wednesday afternoon for some creative inspiration and two of the fastest, fun-filled hours of your week. Hey, need ideas? How about a little motivation and a lot of inspiration? Join the fun on Creative Mojo with me, Mark Lipinski. I'm here live every Wednesday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern, 1 Pacific, right here on toginet.com. Now what are you waiting for? Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd, and we've got such an interesting show today. We are featuring um, Jack Marcellus from the Focus Academy, and I'm on his site right now, Robin. You know, I was mm-hmm. looking through the programs, you know, for people to, to come and see. There's some smart skills challenge. There's a gifted test. There's uh, some some neat stuff that, that you know, you can look in, and I want to thank um, our listener, uh, Tammy, from White Sands, who contacted us about 
about uh, what what Jack is talking about with respect to these programs. And um, Jack, I wanted to ask you, with respect to the military family, uh, we have geographic restrictions with our families. We have, of course, monetary restrictions with our military families. How can our military families reach you? What should they do and what can they expect from the Focus Academy? Well, uh, just recently, uh, Dr. Meeker has created the, the online version to solve that logistical problem that you just spoke about. And I've been uh, attempting to work with a good friend of mine who's in development with the Wounded Warriors Project because they have many learning uh, offerings around the country. But, but and one of the ways to solve the logistical problem would be this. They could take the online version of the test if they're too far, in too far of a remote area away from a center, and then I could get the results back to them. They get a very detailed profile of what the child's gifted areas may be, where they, where they, and their best learning style, which is very important to, to learn and ascertain, and also <clears throat> some areas where they might need more attention, which is a concern, especially if it has to do with memory, because we have all these brilliant kids who may not have really strong rote memories, and they're like the kids that I talked about had a couple little holes in their bucket, and they look to everyone like they might not be that bright. So I can provide them with personalized information, personalized workbooks for paper cognitive drills, and a personalized CD where they actually get to visually and auditorily hear the, the information as it's being delivered. So for a kid who may have trouble with division or multiplication or the beginnings of algebra, they, they are able to look at the screen, pop in the CD, look at the screen, and actually see what's happening in that mathematic problem where maybe just from hearing a teacher say it, they may not get it that way. So that's mm. one way to solve that logistical problem and, a, and give them a real, real good start. Uh, and so I'm hopeful that I can work with the Wounded Warriors program or, or others. I've been very good at finding corporate sponsors during the times when a family was in a financial hard, hardships and, and helping the kid because I hate to see a kid have to go through that. I know how hard it is. I grew up without a dad. I know how hard it is to go through school when you don't have that person in your corner being your advocate uh, is very di difficult. So I, my heart goes out to them, and I appreciate what all these people are doing for our country. I'd like nothing more than to help help the families get mm. through this because when your kids struggle like that, uh, that falls on the mother, and uh, it's a it's a real hardship because she's not sure <clears throat> what to do, and in many cases we're jumping to these medications, and you know without knowing the big thing about the medications, it it immediately appears as though things are better. But I can tell you that they are different. But what you're signing up for may be a problem that's 10 or 15 times bigger than the problem you started out with. So I, I try to, whenever possible, steer away from jumping into those ADD medications because they do contain meth inside them, and it's, it's, not, a good, it's not a good track to go down. I know so many times parents are, just get frazzled. It, they, they may have a child with certain needs um, and it's just not able to integrate um, with the rest of their peer group or even some of the curriculums. When someone comes to you and starts to, uh, working on a program with you for whatever reasons, um, how then does a parent integrate the child's experience with the Focus Academy to, say, their children's school curriculum? Can they work hand in hand? Well, one of the most beautiful things about SOI in, in the Focus Academy, at least the way I've been able to adapt it, is that I, I added a, a, a social element, which is called the school sports connection. So if the kids get to speak, they get to identify some of the barriers that they feel that they pick for themselves. 
uh, whether it's how they interact with other kids, whether they get jealous of other kids, or you know, whatever those topics are, there's 80 different topics in that program, and they get to pick which ones they perceive to be their biggest barriers to success. And then when they, what happens is almost a reversal of what happens in classrooms where the kids are encouraging each other to complete. Mm-hmm. So what I'm getting at is one of the most beautiful things about it is that it solves one of the biggest problems facing public education today, which is to a teacher, which is when do I move on? Right? You have five bright kids raising their hand in the front of the class who got it before it was halfway out of the teacher's mouth. You have a couple middle-of-the-road kids, and then you have a couple kids who could become disruptive and take down the whole progress of the classroom. What SOI does, it enables those kids to have individualized instruction so they can fly on the things that they can fly in. They can get some special attention on the things that they struggle with, but they can all do that in a group setting, which I Mm. think is is a fantastic solution and, and a real way for us to let, allow the kids who are really brilliant in certain areas to sail and not be held back and, and also pick up and lift the other kids who, who may just need a little bit of a special intention, but they don't need to be labeled and be taught for the rest of their life that they're less than everybody. That's a horrible yeah. way to go because um, Mary Meeker proved that intelligence, he, she actually proved that these intelligences could be trained and IQs could be significantly lifted. <clears throat> I love Dr. Meeker's, uh, Mary Meeker's quote in saying, we don't ask, quote, how much intelligence, we ask what kind. Um, And that just really is the layout of this whole philosophy, is that every child is gifted in some way, shape, or form. Every adult is gifted in some way, shape, or form. It's fantastic that you got that. It's fantastic that you gleaned that out from, from everything that you looked at, because that is really the essence, right? We're, we're encouraging is. people for what they're good at, and you should see the look in kids' eyes, uh, you know, when you give them a couple of these memory strategies or you explain to them, wow, did you ever know that if you ever wanted to be an engineer, your brain is perfectly wired to be an engineer? And then the kids go, it is? Wow, nobody ever really said anything that I was good at. They're all concentrated on what I'm bad at. So naturally, yeah. they want more of what they're good at, and then they aspire to greatness. I think it's so important for kids to realize their strengths. And so many times when we have the standardized testing and when we have um, levels that kids have to be placed in in school, whether it be in resource centers or whatever, um, those are difficult for children's uh, uh, self-esteem. So by giving them the strengths in showing them their strengths, that just helps them then feel confident enough to be able to take on the challenges in other areas. I'd like to, um, when we're talking about integrating, and I know so many schools have resource centers that uh, some of the kids do filter through, there are SOI systems for educators as well, aren't there? Yes, there are. They're, they're having, a, I'm not sure of the reason, but in Texas seems to be one of the places that it, SOI has been married to a lot of her work in Texas. Maybe that's why. And some of the other educators who had embraced SOI as something they would write a paper on. So I think it's getting, it's getting a lot of traction in the Texas area and always in California and Oregon where Dr. Meeker spent most of his time. But where I am on the East Coast, where I actually live in a concentrated area with lots of military people, People look at me like I have three heads because they never heard of SOI. They don't know what it means, what it stands for. And there's a lot of educators who are still stuck in the idea that they don't really believe that this can happen. They're, mm-hmm. they, they're of the mindset that if your IQ is, say, a 120 or a 110, then give or take a few points, you're always going to be a 110. And that's, 
Mary Meeker, if nothing else, that's what she spent her whole life proving. And she, she was such a beautiful woman. She passed away a couple of years ago, but she spent her entire life creating learning modules to be able to lift us in the areas where we were a little bit less uh, in a way that's fun and engaging and, and layered. So we're starting out with very simple concepts and then progressing, and I say going through your wall, crashing through wherever your wall was with a little bit of uh, coaching and, and, and help. You know, one, the very first thing I do with the young kids when they come in, and usually they're struggling when they come to see me, obviously, or they wouldn't be there, I ask them if they have a good memory, if they're good spellers. So imagine a fifth grader who's gotten a couple letters sent home and doesn't really feel very highly of their memory skills. And I say, well, if you believe what I'm about to tell you, I'm going to teach you to spell a word that nobody else in your school knows how to spell. And, of course, I tell them the word, and everybody, whether they're an adult or a college kid or a high school kid, they, none of them, let alone a fifth grader, nobody thinks they can do it. And the word is paradigmethylaminopenzaldehyde. So wow. you probably would think you'd have a struggle with, with spelling that word. But the memory technique that we teach and to be able to use your eyes, to lift your eyes so that you're actually accessing the visual part of your memory, because wherever your eyes are at any given moment, you're accessing a different part of your brain. So by lifting their eyes and writing it on a whiteboard in their favorite color and chunking it into smaller pieces, they're able to go through that word that actually has 29 letters in it. And then I turn them around so they're looking at a blank whiteboard, and I ask them to lift their eyes and imagine that they see the word there and spell it for me. And 372 kids in a row have gotten it right without a miss. So I know it works. That's something. And then I shake their hand. They're all excited. Obviously, they're all excited that they got it right because they never thought they were going to do it. I say, well, Johnny, one more thing before you leave. Give it to me backwards. And then, they, of course, they don't think they can do that. But then when they look up and they do the last chunk, which is Hyde, H-Y-D-E, and then mm-hmm. they go, oh, well, if it's H-Y-D-E, it's E-D-Y-H. And they go through, all, through the whole word backwards. They tear into the other room to tell their mother, Mom, I'm going to get hundreds on all my spelling tests. Well, why is that, Johnny? Well, Mr. Marcellus just told me how to spell this word. It's really long. I didn't think I could do it. And then we tell the mom the word, and they're going, oh, my God, you were only in there for four minutes. Well, you know, what happened? How could you even do that? I don't even know if that's a word. Yeah, yeah. So that's the beginning of turning their self-esteem around to I can versus I can't. And it's a, it's a wonderful, it. wonderful thing to watch happen. Jack Marcellus, we've come to the end of this segment, and we are so appreciative for you enlightening us on this program because it's true. Uh, every child has the ability to succeed in what they set their sights to, and um, their, the, this support system is phenomenal. And I want everybody to go to thefocusacademy.com to find more about uh, Jack Marcellus and the SOI, Structure of Intellect Philosophy. Thank you for being with us. Jack. Thank you so much and keep up the great work you're doing for all the families. Oh, we appreciate it so much. Um, on the other side of the break, we have Dr. Jody Bramer coming with us. Uh, she's going to be talking today about separation and reintegration. Uh, if you've missed any of this show or any of our shows, you can always find us at our website, militarymomtalkradio.com, on Toginet, right here, our station, or you're always welcome to download us from iTunes. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? 
keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. Homeschooling? Have questions? Get your pen and paper ready. It's the sociable homeschooler, Vivian McNinney. Fridays at 5, 4 Central on toginet.com. After a handsome blue-eyed Texan fell in love with Vivian at the Victoria Station in London, she found herself at DFW Airport with a tiny suitcase and a snazzy little duffel bag. Well, 25 years later, she is now happily married to that blue-eyed cowboy. They have four grown children, ages 24 to 18, who became willing guinea pigs when she unwittingly stumbled upon the world of homeschooling. Wildflower Academy flourished for 15 years. They survived and thrived, and you can too. Vivian will be covering a wide range of issues that face homeschoolers. What do you do with kids in the summer? How to set up your one-room schoolhouse? How obedience is paramount? And what to do with those snakes? Plus, she'll be sharing ideas and insights that she gleaned from other homeschoolers. So join us for an engaging hour with a sociable homeschooler, Vivian McNinney. Friday afternoons at 5, 4 Central on toginet.com. Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right here. It's baby and toddler instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. Infant care specialist Blythe Lippman has worked with babies for over 20 years and works extensively with new parents providing workshops, in-home visits, tips, and daily phone calls to ease those frazzled nerves. With baby and toddler instructions, you can get the advice you need on how to survive and enjoy your baby's first year. For more information on Blythe and how she can help you, go to babyinstructions.com. From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more, it's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lippman on toginet.com. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd, and we are visiting with Dr. Jody Bramer today, and we are going to talk about uh, reintegration. That's a word that we hear a lot these days um, as people are coming home and coming back to their families. Uh, But before we get into that, Rob, I would like Dr. Jody Bramer to introduce herself to the audience. For those of you that haven't uh, been with us for a while, you can hear Dr. Jody on a lot of episodes uh, in our uh, in our grouping at iTunes, also on TogiNet. Just look for Dr. Jody Bramer. She has lots and lots of really great information. Jody, I'll let you explain all that to our listeners. Well, thank you very much, Sandra. Uh, my military background goes back to the day I was born in Bethesda Naval Hospital. My father was a Navy doctor way back in the day. Uh, he served in the Cuban Missile Crisis, uh, grew up to marry a Marine pilot. Uh, I am now very happily married to a Navy retired independent duty corpsman who are generally the, called the docs, uh, the doc, you know, the, the doc who's assigned to the, to the military members that go out. He 
served three tours in Iraq, and I am very, very honored to be working with um, probably 80% of my clientele are military families uh, through Military OneSource. Um, I work with uh, the wives, the husbands, the couples, the individuals, the children in helping deal with all military lifestyle, which also is general lifestyle and and issues with marriage and relationships and child rearing and and the specific challenges that go along with the military such as deployments and homecomings reintegrations and things that are specific to just what it's like to be away from home to be away from your family to be in this community that is the military and uh, how unique the challenges are um, versus any other way of life. And I've got several wives that are going through a lot of transitions right now in fin finally getting their footing and uh, figuring out how it is to be alone for six to eight months at a time and then to be dealing with, okay, the, our, our husbands are coming back. Um, what do we do? How do we exactly process this? It took us so long to get used to it and now we are having to adjust again and uh, boy welcome to the military I've got um, some some clients that are first time arounders and some that are very experienced uh, but one of the things I, I find is that no matter what deployment number it is every deployment is different every deployment is unique and everybody's situation in going into that deployment is at a different place than it was before if you're a first-timer or you have no children, it might be different when you have children and then you might have a different situation if the children were babies versus what do I do now that the children are older? How do I uh, make adjustments for that? Or here I've gotten really comfortable with my routine and what's going to happen when my husband comes back in and, and the routine changes and what about my friends, the ones that I've leaned on for so long and, and have spent so much time with, what am I supposed to do and what about the friends whose husbands aren't back yet and there's a lot of very unique challenges uh, that my military families encounter as I'm sure you both <laughs> can attest to. And we keep talking about um, resilience, but possibly you could give us some techniques or a little bit of, of guidance as far as how do we get a little more resilience? Well, that, that's a good question. Uh, it's not something that we're necessarily born with. And what, you know, you can fall apart all you want. You can crumble, you can, you can fall on the floor later, but there will be some things that need to be done. When you first hear that, that's gonna, that the deployment is going to occur, this is the time to kind of go into, all right, what do I need to do? What needs to be done? What kind of list do I need to make? What are some practical things that need to be done? What, is, what do, do I need to have taken care of before he goes? What do I need to have in process? What, what bills do I need to pay? What, what is going to be happening? What do I need to plan for? Um, the emotional distancing is, is also something to look for. To, to anticipate uh, the the idea that it's easier to say goodbye to someone if you aren't terribly emotionally invested, which is sometimes a pattern that we see with with our with our couples that they start pulling away or they start sniping at each other or everything starts getting on their their nerves because it's so much easier to say goodbye if I don't like you. 
Again, go, go, because I don't like you right now. (laughs) And if I love you too much, it's going to be too hard to say goodbye. So we emotionally distance ourselves as part of our natural Mm -hmm. self-protection. It serves a purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's a necessary aspect of being able to function and move forward rather than to be a blithering blob of puddle water tears on the floor. But there will be some things that need to be done, and you have to mm-hmm. think of the things that need to be done. What, what, what are the lists? Let's make up lists. Let's figure out what needs to be done. And then to do the opposite of your natural inclination, which is to push that person away, but to hold on to them, to, to take what I call mental photographs, to take mental pictures, and to, to, um, the, to enjoy the moment with this person, to sit down on the couch and watch a show and look over at them and say to yourself, I'm going to miss this, but I've got it right this second. So let me remember this. Let me remember what it's like to have him sitting next to here and, and what it's like to see him smile or to have him look over at me and then to remember how important this is when he's gone. Because this is what I'm going to hold on to. This is, these are the mental snapshots. Going out grocery shopping. Uh, what is that like with, with him? Let me watch him play with the kids on the floor. Let me see him studiously putting his uniform together because this is the man that I love. And this is what I, what I want to hold on to. And realizing that although it's our inclination to distance ourselves and our inclination to be angry, um, we can be angry at, at, the military, we could be angry at God, we could be angry at our government, we could be angry at, at our, our spouse, you know, how could you do this? How could you leave me? The emotions are normal emotions. It's part of the grieving process. And we do grieve. We do grieve when we know that our beloved person is not going to be with us. We grieve when we have empty nest syndrome, even if everything's going to be fine, when our kids go away. The grieving part comes with the territory. But the reality is, there's things that need to be done. We are going to miss this person. Let's be open and honest about it. Let's say what we need from the other person while we're gone. Uh, there's only a certain amount of communication that you can actually do. Mm-hmm. I mean, there will be rules and regulations as far as accessing Wi-Fi or sending texts or being able to talk with people on the phone. There, there will be limitations. Mm-hmm. And these need to be discussed because it's it's wrong for a spouse to think, well, I'm going to be able to talk to him every morning and every night because that just may not happen. Mm. And if one of their friends is getting a call and they're not, then they start getting angry at their spouse. Well, why aren't you calling me? Uh, so-and-so down the, down the road got a call from their spouse. They have to realize that every situation with every military member, wherever they're going, is unique. And just because Joe Smith down the street was able to call home doesn't mean that my husband will. And we have to realize that we miss them and they, they want to contact us as much as we want to contact them. And in learning to distance ourselves, we have to fulfill our life with things that matter here and now. And that means distracting. That means engaging. That means bringing in the troops, calling in our friends, calling our family if they are supportive finding things that interest us, find Mm -hmm. things that make us feel whole and complete without requiring or needing our spouse to complete us. It's what separates a military person from a non-military person is that sense of independence that we are forced to find within ourselves 
as well as pick up all the loose ends of things that are, <laughs> are, are left behind. It's up to us. Our children will look out at us and see how we're coping and, and take their cues from us. And we need to at least put on a front, you know, fake it till you make it. And then eventually you will make it. And it's a question of gathering every support system available. And for all the military people that are listening, I hate to give a plug again, the military one source, but oh my God, this is a wonderful time to reach out and use all of the resources that the website provides and that so many military websites provide. They, they come up with ideas, suggestions, resources, legal help, um, financial help, um, even things if you're new to the area and your husband is deployed, where do you go shopping, where do you go banking, all the practical things that need to be done. We are coming to the end of the show. Jody. I want to make sure that everybody has your website. Would you let people know where they can find you? Absolutely. I am at www.jodybramer.com, and that's J-O-D-Y, and my last name is Bramer, B as in boy, R-E-M like Mary, E-R, jodybramer.com. And if you're in Southern California, that's where I'm located, and I'm here to help. That's wonderful. And I do hope you'll send us a picture of, of some of your uh, dogs that you're working with, that you're teaming with right now, because um, <laughs> I think that the, <laughs> I'm just I so excited to. to hear about these. We'd love to share them with our listeners. Thanks so much, Jody. I appreciate that. We're always delighted when Jody comes to visit us. Thanks to Lily Leonardi, and thanks to Jody Bramer, and thanks to all of you for being with us. We wish you well. Have a wonderful week, and we'll see you next week on Military Mom Talk Radio. Thank you for being part of Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com with Robin Boyd and Sandra Beck, the owner of Motherhood Incorporated. Military Mom Talk Radio is here each week to provide a